Welcome to Zen Bones, ancient wisdom for modern times. This is Mark Lesser. Why Zen Bones? Our world is in crisis and ever-shifting, and now, more than ever, more wisdom, clarity, and courage are essential, especially in the world of work, business, and leadership. In today's practice episode, the topic is we are ordinary and we are sacred, or we are ordinary and we are holy. We begin with a short guided meditation to experience both our ordinariness and our sacredness. I do a short talk on the topic, uh, emphasizing something that Zen teacher Shinri Suzuki says, where he talks about, don't be a board carrying fellow. And here he's suggesting, don't leave out the sacred and holy. Take the board off of your shoulder and see from a wider perspective. And then we do the Zen puzzler, which for this episode, it is about a buffalo that jumps through the window and everything goes through the window except for the tail. And this, uh, this is one of my favorite uh, Zen stories and I talk about it and do a little commentary. And again, the overarching topic is experiencing ourselves as ordinary human beings and as sacred and holy. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's do some sitting practice together. Uh, just this simple, ordinary practice of stopping, pausing, and noticing, kind of checking in, checking in with the body. So finding a way, however you, you know, however you are uh, sitting, bringing awareness to the body. Uh, noticing and relaxing the muscles in the face, relaxing the jaw, and any place where there might be a holding. So relaxed, relaxed. Uh, relaxed and alert. Uh, so uh, sitting maybe a little more upright than you may have been. So lengthening, lengthening the spine, opening the shoulders. So checking in with the body, checking in with the breath. This uh, ordinary and and extraordinary act of of breathing that we so often don't pay any attention to or take for granted so noticing you know noticing giving some attention to uh, the body the breath whatever's happening with thinking mind, whether whether the mind is calm or not so calm, noticing. And gently, uh, gently letting, letting thoughts come, letting them go, and if possible, bringing attention back, back to the breath, to the body. There's something, something so, I think both uh, potent uh, miraculous and useful of being completely here with your experience, with your 
sensory experience, noticing what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling, what you're thinking. And at the same time, recognizing how extraordinary it is to be alive, how extraordinary it is to be here right now, a dropping in to both. I think it's using one's um, imagination and something, uh, an, an embodied sense of living and feeling this extraordinary sense of being here, alive, having life, having consciousness, being in relationship with all of life. Yeah, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you drop into this sense of the ordinary and the holy or the extraordinary right right now, right here, whatever, whatever you might be doing? Can you feel it? Yeah, this this breath has never happened before and won't ever repeat again. It is, it is distinct. It is unique. This moment, this moment is uh, completely ordinary and holy and extraordinary. It's not something we need to pretend. <laughs> it's more uh, it's more like we've been uh, conditioned to uh, only see the ordinary side of things. So it's recognizing, recognizing that and stepping in, stepping into seeing with clear, fuller eyes. Uh, and at the same time, uh, keeping it simple, uh, breathing in, breathing out. And then whenever you're ready, uh, coming back, coming back and bringing your attention to doing Whatever you, whatever you were, the uh, activity of the day, but bringing this sensibility of uh, ordinary and holy, ordinary and extraordinary into, into each movement, into each conversation, into your work, into your relationships. Uh, this is, I think this is such a core part of the practice, the, the, the practice of uh, Zen, Zen bones, uh, the practice of being human, 
so I uh, I hope um, I hope it goes well uh, bringing bringing the ordinary and extraordinary into each each moment each activity we are ordinary and we are holy at the same time sometimes i find it challenging uh, to go about my ordinary days my ordinary routines my ordinary life while i'm seeing images of despair and death and and destruction in ukraine and in other places around the world i want to not turn away and at the same time i don't want to be consumed or hardened by the events of the world and i wonder how not to turn away how to find some hope some optimism and at the same time a sense of meaning and depth in one of my favorite books uh, not always so which is a collection of talks by zen teacher shunru suzuki he mentions that there is a japanese expression a tamban kan and it's a person who carries a board on his shoulder and this is someone who understands things from a limited perspective a person who holds tightly to a particular view and i think he's suggesting that we are all such people when we think that we are only ordinary humans and when we remove this board from our shoulder we can see and feel and experience that we are also holy sacred connected to the cosmos with vast abilities including the ability to shape our reality you may think that you are an ordinary human being with ordinary work and ordinary problems and possibilities living an ordinary life and this is true we are all ordinary we are all born we love and we work and we struggle we get up we fall down and we and we will die more difficult to understand and experience is that you are anything but ordinary you are not merely you you are the result of many events including from more than 13 billion years ago known as the big bang followed by a most mysterious coalescing of matter and energy here on this tiny planet called earth in the midst of billions of stars and planets we humans are the result of molecules forming complex structures and this began it's estimated uh almost 4 billion years ago we don't always experience it or believe it but we are a most remarkable work in progress
Uh, Shinri Suzuki goes on to say that during meditation practice, you are both independent from everything and related to everything, both at the same time. He says, you are not just you. You are the whole world and the whole cosmos. When you sit, you are not the same being as you were before you sit. As ordinary human beings, we plan and assess and measure. We love, we hate, we succeed and fail. We can feel confused. We can lie. We can hurt each other, even betray others. Within our organizations and beyond, we are accountable for our actions, and we can hold others accountable for their actions. This is an essential part of living together, of working together, creating, innovating, and solving problems together. As sacred holy beings, we have the profound ability to literally feel the feelings of others. A friend of mine was walking toward me the other day, and her foot missed the curb, and she stumbled. My body ached from the pain of her stumble. So we have the potential to feel, to understand, and to misunderstand, to help each other or to destroy each other. Or we can be caring and curious. We can see from others' perspectives. We can help, comfort, and heal each other. I think that experiencing ourselves as ordinary and holy is a profound, important way to not get caught or consumed by the events of the world, a way to help and support us to not turn away from the world. And it's a way of letting our hearts connect and break open a way to help us remain present, alive, and cautiously optimistic right in the midst of the pain and difficulty and possibilities of our lives. And here's a short poem that I, I like that uh, cuts through this duality, I think, of ordinary and holy. And it's a poem by Lynn Ungar called The Way It Is. One morning, you might wake up to realize that the knot in your stomach had loosened itself and slipped away, and that the pit of unfulfilled longing in your heart had gradually, and without your really noticing, been filled in, patched like a pothole, not quite the same as it was, but good enough. And in that moment, it might occur to you that your life, though not the way you planned it, and maybe not even entirely the way you wanted it, is nonetheless persistently, abundantly, miraculously, exactly the way it is. So may you bring this sense of ordinary and holiness into uh, every part of your life. Uh, thank you. Welcome to the Zen Bones Puzzler where I will regularly be presenting a story or a Zen cone or a poem, something to contemplate, to think about, a story that has purpose. It's about developing greater insight and reflection, not so much for a solution, 
but as a way to support your practice, a kind of meditation in daily life. Today's Zen Bones Puzzler is one of my favorite uh, traditional Zen stories, traditional Zen koans. And it goes like this. A buffalo jumps through a window and the head and shoulders and body, arms and legs all go through the window. But the tail doesn't go through the window. Why? So I think this is a great, uh, a great image and, and one that I recommend you maybe, you know, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, buffalo jumps through the window and all, all the different parts of it go through, but not the tail, not the tail. Why? And this is a, you know, this is a, a Zen story, a Zen puzzler uh, that has been around since the, you know, fifth or sixth century China and has been passed down, you know, over these many years as worthy of questioning. And there's no, you know, there's no right answer to these uh, koans. And I, I certainly don't want to say that there is an answer, but um, my, my thoughts on this, uh, this, this puzzler actually uh, reminds me a little bit of being at uh, the birth of my children. And to see that uh, watching the amazing, amazing, you know, uh, birth of a human being coming out of, uh, of a woman's body. You know, I've been at the birth of uh, both of my children and also watching my daughter give birth to her, her son. And, and it's a lot like this koan, right? The head, the shoulder, the body, everything there, there, there is this human being, but there's something, some connection with some other world that you can feel in a birth, some sense of the miracle, the mystery, the complete lack of explainability of this being. Where did this being come from? Some connection. And, and I have a similar image of when I uh, reflect on this puzzler, this story of being around a death, uh, particularly I'm thinking of being holding my, my mother's hand and breathing breath by breath as my mother was dying here in my home, literally on my living room couch. And that, that sense, that experience of that last breath. And yet, you know, and yet there, there she is. There's my mother's body. There's whoever we might be with. So something about the way that we look at uh, birth and life and death and some 
some connection with many worlds that are uh, beyond the ordinary, beyond our uh, experience. So that's, that's, that's what comes up for me in this puzzler. And, and maybe in a more, and maybe in a more simple way too, it's that uh, the world is not what it seems. Uh, the world is not what it seems. Um, I once, I once spent a week in a, a session, a retreat in which the theme, the theme was that, um, you know, inanimate objects, you know, uh, are our teachers, inanimate objects are our teachers. And we were studying some of the teachings of Zen, Zen teacher Dogen and it was a, kind of a wonderful week, a wonderful week of study. But a lot of it was very difficult and very intellectual. And at the very end of this, uh, this retreat, I, I asked uh, the, the teacher, I said, what am I going to tell? What am I going to tell an ordinary person? What do I tell my brother, who's an electrical engineer? How did we spend this week you know, studying what we can learn from rocks and pebbles and you know bamboo the inanimate objects uh, preaching you know preaching the dharma inanimate inanimate objects being our teachers and and without hesitating uh, the, the teacher said just tell your brother that the world is not what it seems the world is not what it seems you know and something something potent about that understanding and bringing that that understanding into our daily lives. Yeah. So the buffalo goes through the window, the head, the shoulders, the body, arms, legs, tail. Well, everything goes through except the tail. The tail does not go through. Why is that? You might uh, see what you come up with for your your response to this Zen puzzler. Uh, thank you. Listen in each week for interviews, teachings, and guided meditations. You'll receive supportive tools for creating more meaningful work and mindfulness practices to develop yourself, to influence your organization, and to help change the world. Thank you for listening.